Hello, this is your Reverend Edwina Perrin with hashtag There is a Word podcast. Reverend Perrin is the founder and CEO of Divining God Ministries. Divining God Ministries is a global ministry empowered to teach believers how to strengthen their prayer life and to fill their spiritual arsenal with scriptures and prayers to combat the enemy. Yes, we equipped our believers with thing with prayer with fasting and with scripture to combat the enemy i am so happy that you have joined us on this new podcast i thank you for all your support please share please share with some of your friends your families your co-workers this podcast is where we will be talking about a lot of spirituality things and a lot of things that go on in life that is connected to our spiritual journey. So today we're going to talk about fear and anxiety. Yes, fear and anxiety. Often people, um, they, they deal with anxiety attacks or they deal with fear attacks, anxiety attacks to the point where they can't function. If you notice, a lot of people are dealing with anxiety because we are dealing with this coronavirus we are being quarantined many states have shut down that you know the people cannot come out of their house for two weeks some states have implemented curfews some states have shut down for you know two weeks some states have closed school for the rest of the year some states have closed schools until may some school some some states have closed their schools until the end of april so and during this time with the coronavirus we are dealing with a lot of fear and a lot of anxiety sometimes fear and anxiety eat up all your energy they take over your lives of a period of time for a period of time and it could begin to consume you and overwhelm you to the point that you cannot function and you feel like you're losing your mind and you you feel like oh i'm just exhausted or you're driving and you feel like you're falling off the earth or you feel like you know something is just going on and you cannot seem to function which oftentimes your fear leads to depression and you have to truly be careful with that if you find yourself doing it it is then time to seek medical assistance medical attention go to your doctor and have your primary physician refer you to a therapist have your primary physician refer you to a psychologist or a psychiatrist we must not be too proudful to go see someone and a lot of times we have to be careful because fear and anxiety can stem from a number of things let me give you an example and let me talk about myself on june 6 2017 my mom passed it was unexpectedly we thought she was going to get better and come back home but she didn't so she passed and when she passed um she was buried on june the 9th 2017 it just like it took us off course um my brother my dad and i we couldn't just seem to function just trying to get back in the routine of things well during that time i didn't realize how much i had suppressed my mom's um death i had suppressed the grief from my mom's death and over a period of time the grief began to turn to fear and anxiety and during that time with the fear and anxiety i began to like i couldn't drive i felt like i was falling off the earth i was having panic attacks in the car i was having to pull over inside the road 
uh, I couldn't even drive two miles and uh, from my house. And this, th- let me just stop and tell you this. It was happening over a period of time. It started that June, I think around the June 20th, which is um, uh, probably 14 days after my mom passed. And I overlooked it. I remember traveling to Atlanta, drove by myself. And that was another thing that, that was connected to it because, you know, I was driving by myself most of the time. And when I was driving, you know, I felt like the car was you know, falling off on the interstate. I was on 85 and I was like, oh my God, you know, I just could not handle it. And I was like, what is going on? And I kind of brushed it off. But then when I got to the hotel to check in, cause I was going to a particular conference. And when I got in the hotel to check in, guess what? I had left my luggage. I left my luggage. I'm only had my shoes. So I then in turn had to get in my car and go find a Target or a TJ Maxx or Marshalls. Uh, I was just scared. I couldn't function. Again, all of this is building up. I'm by myself. So, you know, you got to go buy clothes. I had shoes, but had no clothes. Um, and then I was dealing with them. I was like, oh my God, I'm by myself. I left my luggage at my house. I just felt overwhelmed. And, you know, when I returned from the conference, not only as I was returning from the conference, then this major rainstorm came and I couldn't see. I was like, oh, what is going on? So I had a panic attack. I thought I was taking a road that could lead me to my house. And I ended up not taking the correct road and ended up on the road another hour and a half that I should have already been at home. So I should have taken myself to the doctor then, but I kept saying, oh, it'll be okay, I'll blow over. Well, fast forward, then I began to develop grief because the next year my son graduated and went to college and when he went to college you know being a single parent you know it was like something else or somebody else had left my life I was like oh my god how I'm gonna do this I've taken care of this child all my life he's been my distraction Uh, my son is a golfer so you know I've done all these golf activities I followed him going to all these activities so I had a routine schedule I was busy so I never still handled the grief from my mom well fast forward to 2019 I will never forget it was November 3rd 2019 I had had enough the anxiety had taken over so bad that I could only drive 30 miles per hour. I was having to go to monthly meetings for my job in Columbia, South Carolina, and it was taking me three hours to get there and three hours to get back because I couldn't get on the interstate because of the fact I could not function because people were blowing the horn. People were like, you know, cursing me out because I could not drive. Not that I wasn't, and I've always been a driver. I've always been able to get in a car and drive wherever I wanted to go. And I knew then that I had to make a doctor's appointment. So once I made the doctor's appointment, she said, I'm sending you to a psychiatrist and a psychologist. Yes, I am not ashamed to admit it because I want to help somebody. 
She said, you are dealing with grief. You never dealt with the fact that your mom passed because you kept yourself busy. She said, you're also grieving the fact of your son going to college because he's been your life. You've taken care of him. You've done all these things. You ripped and ran with him. You did all this, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. Your schedule was filled with golf. Your um, golf tournaments this weekend, golf tournaments is golf games here, yada, yada, yada. And now you don't have those things. And because you don't have those things, your mind is like, what is going on? What, what, why am I at the stopping speed? So I began to go. And when I went to the the psychiatrist first, she was like, I'm going to have to put you on some medicine because it's not good because you are driving and you know driving a car that's a weapon a car is a weapon on wheels it really is he was like you could hurt someone someone could get killed or you could get killed on the interstate because of the fact you cannot drive um in such a manner that you need to drive on an interstate so i'm not ashamed I am not ashamed to say that I am on medication. I'm not ashamed to say that because we often allow the enemy to suppress our testimony. We allow the enemy to say, well, that's no, don't tell anybody. That's nobody's business. Don't say anything. You don't need people to know your business. Um, we allow that. And then there's other people suffering with the same thing that we are going through. And so I know oftentimes we even see anxiety playing its role in students and we see anxiety and fear. Um, So many students now are in school dealing with anxiety attacks and, and, and all those different things, which I think right now with the coronavirus and we being able to be still and cannot go anywhere. The Bible says, be still and know that I'm God in Psalm 46 and 10. I think God is doing this to reset us. We need a reset. Some of us have so many triggers. I think that's what's wrong with so many of our students. They are always on the go. They're in 50 or more activities. You got Girl Scout, Boy Scout, gymnastics, cheer. You're in uh, the, the the step team. You're, you're on this team. You're in the youth basketball. You're in this. You're in the soccer. You're in that. And various activities. And children never get a chance to rest. Some children carry three, four bags around with them because of the fact they're, you know, they're in cheer, they're in gymnastics, they're in tumbling. We got to go here and you got to keep your grades up and you got to get the scholarship and you have to do all these things. And I think we put a lot of pressure on our children and which then in turn, it turns to anxiety and depression and we become depressed the students become depressed and then we wonder why they're doing various things to themselves and we're wondering why um they're 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 thinking about you know things that they should not be thinking about so i want to give you some scriptures for this time um when you're afraid and you're anxious, you know, what we have to do is flip the thing and reset our mind. We cannot just say, I suffer from anxiety. I never tell anybody I suffer from anxiety. I'm always smiling. I keep a smile on my face. I never allow people to say, oh girl, you want medicine. It's nobody's business. I am freeing myself by sharing this on this podcast. Uh, I'm freeing this and I want to help so many people, whether you're young or old, deal with this. So I want to give you some scriptures. The first scripture that I would like to tell you, it says Isaiah 35 and 4. Say to those with fearful hearts, be strong. 
do not fear. Your God will come. He will come with vengeance, with divine retribution. He will come to save you. You got to begin to say these scriptures and keep them in your spirit to dismantle us. Another scripture, Psalm 23 and 4. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Psalm 23 and 4. I need you to write these down. Make these your affirmations daily if you deal with anxiety and fear. Here's another one. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Psalm 27 and 1. Here's another scripture. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. Isaiah 41 and 10. Isaiah 41 and 10. The next scripture, 1 Peter 3 and 14. But if you suffer for doing what is right, God will reward you for it. So don't worry or be afraid of their threats. Yes, you have to constantly speak over yourself. The next one, fear of man will prove to be a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe. Proverbs 29th chapter, the 25th verse. The next one, there is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. 1 John 4 and 18. And these are scriptures that you can keep, that you can keep in your in your car. You can write them down in your journal. I always encourage people to keep a journal. I always encourage people to always have somewhere to write. You can also make your phone your virtual journey, uh, journal. You can speak in there. You can speak into your your notes, whether you have a Droid or an Apple product, and just speak your notes or how you're feeling. Um, I'm going to give you some Bible verses about anxiety and depression. Um, when anxiety was great within me, your consolation brought me joy. Psalms 94 and 19. Psalms 94 and 19. Um, so many times that, you know, we deal with anxiety because we never want to handle it. We never want to go and tell the doctor I'm dealing with anxiety. So here's another scripture. An anxious heart weighs a man down. But a kind word cheers him up. Proverbs 12, 25. That's why it's so essential that we smile. That's why it's so essential that we're nice. You never know who's going through a bad day. You never know who may have something that's going on in their life. Um, we shouldn't always walk around here being mean and vindictive to people. Here's another one. It says, I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me and heard my cry. He drew me up from the pit of destruction out of the Maori bog and set my feet upon a rock, making steps secure. He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Psalm 41 through 3. So again, these are just a few scriptures that I wanted to give you. Um, and I wanted to talk about the anxiety and fear and anxiety and depression. Depression is no joke. In fact, no mental issue is a joke. So if somebody tells you they're depressed, you need to truly pay attention to them and make sure they're um, that they seek mental health because it's not our job 
to diagnose anybody. Somebody could say they're depressed when actually they are oppressed, but that is for a doctor to do, not for us as family members say, oh, go ahead, you'll be all right. No, it's no mental issue is a joke. Um, depression is an everyday battle that a diagnosed person has to face with the help of people around them and the almighty God. It is so essential that we equip ourselves with scriptures. It's so essential that we equip ourselves with the word. It's so essential that we pray and fast and seek the Lord and seek medical help and seek medical help because the doc God has ordained those doctors to treat us. So we cannot just say, oh, it'll be all right. No, we have to seek medical help along that. Um, and then I just want to share a few scriptures with you about worrying about the future. Um, one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible, Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understandings, will guard your hearts and your mind in Christ Jesus. We cannot be anxious about anything. During this coronavirus time, it is not a time to be anxious. As I said, it's a time to reset. It is a time to revive is what the R stands for. Evaluate the things that are going that are going on. S is for seek God. E is for having everlasting trust in God. And the T is time out. It's time for a time out. That is what the reset stands for. Revive yourself refresh yourself renew yourself just rejuvenate yourself and know that god is working for you you just have to seek his face take a walk with your family outside if you can't go anywhere walk in your cul-de-sac if you live in a cul-de-sac walk in your neighborhood practicing social distancing or uh, go out in your yard and and just get some fresh air and sit in the chair and get some some vitamin d get some sun let me give you another scripture it says, but Jesus looked at them and said, with men, this is impossible. With God, all things are possible. Matthew, the 19th chapter, the 26th. These are scriptures that are dealing with um, worrying about your future. We cannot worry about the future. And I know many people are worrying about what's going to happen with this coronavirus. We cannot worry about it. That is in God's hand. The last scripture I would like to give you, the Lord will vindicate me your love. The Lord endures forever. Do not abandon the works of your hands. Psalm 138 and 8. Let me read that again. The Lord will vindicate me. Your love, Lord, endures forever. You do not abandon the works of your hands. Psalm 138 and 8. So we have to know that the Lord will vindicate us. We don't need anybody to validate. I always tell people validation is for parking. Will Jesus vindicate you? You don't need validation. And I think that's a lot of our problem. And you know, um, we have to trust in the Lord with all that heart. Lean not into our own understanding and all our ways submit to God. Submit them to him and he will make our path straight. That's Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. That's what we have to stand on right now during this pandemic, during this time. We have to stand on that. We cannot allow the enemy 
We cannot allow the enemy to distract us. We cannot allow the enemy to plant anxiety, worry, fear, and and all those things. And you can't worry and have faith. Worrying is a sin. You cannot worry and have faith at the same time. It will not work. Uh, Light and darkness cannot dwell together. The Bible tells us we cannot be lukewarm. So you cannot say, I I trust God, but then you're over here worrying about what's going to happen. God is going to take care of us. He's going to take care of us financially. He's going to take care of us health-wise. We just got to apply the blood. I recently preached a sermon, which you can find on Divining God YouTube channel. I preached it. Do you have the right coverage? Do we have the right coverage? Do you have the right coverage during this coronavirus? Is Jesus your coverage right now? So as I wrap up this podcast, I greatly appreciate your time. I greatly want to thank you for listening. Please share this with somebody that may be dealing with fear and anxiety. So I would like to close out with a prayer. Most gracious God, we come before you just thanking you for another day, God. Thank you for life, health, and strength. Thank you because you are the sovereign one, God. Thank you because you are Jehovah Jireh. You are Jehovah Nisi. You are Jehovah Shalom, Lord God. You are our provider. You are our banner. You are our protection. You are our peace, God. So God, we thank you right now. God, we we repent right now for living in fear. We repent right now for not having faith in you because God, this is your world. You have the whole world in your hands, God. There's nothing that is impossible for you, God. God, you can tell the coronavirus to stop right now, God. God, you can touch everybody's body right now and heal them. So God, we thank you right now. Now, God, we ask that you continue to cover cover the healthcare workers, the grocery store clerks, the truck drivers, God, the the medical staff, the medical community, God, the hospitals. We ask that you cover everything, God. We ask that you continue to apply your blood to these people right now. We apply the blood to people, workforces that have not stopped and they still have to go to work, God. God, we apply the blood to parents as they have patience with their children, as they're homeschooling their children, Lord God. God, we ask that you be with them. We ask that you continue to be with them. And God, whatever your will, God, we submit to your will in the name of Jesus, God. And it's in the matchless name that we do pray. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you so much for tuning in to hashtag there's a word. Hashtag there's a word. Share this with somebody. You'll be amazed at how many people are dealing with fear and anxiety. Share this with somebody. Send this to your friends. You can also subscribe to my Divine and God YouTube channel. You can find me at Divine and God on Instagram, at Divine and God on Twitter, at Divine and God on Facebook. And I also have a Facebook group, Divine Watchmen, where I equip people with prayer, fasting, and having faith techniques and skills with script using scriptures from the bible the disciples asked god how do i pray he said you start off how be thy our father how will be thy name so we thank you right now lord god we thank you thank you thank you thank you he teaches his disciples to say our father who are in heaven how will be thy name so we thank you we thank you we want to equip ourselves we want to equip everything that you've done god we just give you glory and honor and again thank you for tuning in to hashtag there is a word this is your revenue doing a parent until next time